plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. You know, we've, we've talked over the past couple of weeks about all these scams and uh, teaching your children, you know, uh, how to do finances and credit and savings, that kind of thing. But some people still don't understand some basic things, um, like balancing debt payoff with saving. I know that I can probably save, but I've got the truck payment, I got this payment, I got that payment, I got I don't have money to save. Okay, now I'm coming into some money, maybe the stimulus checks. Should I save that? Should I apply it to a, a bill? People are confused about that kind of stuff and don't know. And, and so maybe they don't always end up doing the best thing with that money that they could have. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And it's all dependent on their situation, right? Yeah. If they had $10,000 in credit card debt or a $10,000 vehicle loan, and they said, what should we do? Pay off the credit card debt. It's unsecured, and it's at a very high rate, right? Um, if you know That means if you default on that, they're going to come after whatever you have. If you defaulted on a secured piece of debt, they're going to come after what's securing. The truck the or the truck. car. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and it's really – it's the it, most important thing about that concept, actually, is not necessarily whether it's secured. It's the rate, right? Your truck payment's probably at 3 to 5%. Mm-hmm. Credit cards are in the teens, mm-hmm. if not 20s. Mostly. I was going to say 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, Which always amazed me because there are crime families in New York – that don't charge that much. And and that's illegal. Yeah. But what they're doing is legal. It's like, seriously? How can you charge me 23% interest? Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Well, because you borrowed and this was the deal. Yeah, yeah. I know. I know. And, and debt is okay. It's okay to borrow money, right? It's creating a budget. It's establishing what you can afford, what you can't afford, and doing it prudently, right? You don't want to be carrying out massive amounts of debt and only paying those loans every month, yeah. you know? Yeah. We need debt. Typically, we need to borrow to buy a home. But is my mostly. goal to be debt free? I, I think eventually. Uh, really? And yeah. Yeah. I think by the time you, you retire, get to retirement, right. yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. The uh, there's so many different things that go on with this whole balancing act, and, and and the blended approach of you know, do I pay down extra? You know, I have a lot of people. Oh, I'm going to start putting more towards my principal and my mortgage and this and that, and I'll be like, whoa, 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 time out. How much do we have in savings? What do you mean? Well. Listen, if something happens, are you going to have to go borrow again and create more debt? Yeah. You're better off having savings for emergency, okay? And that emergency would be six to eight months worth of your survival expenses if you lost your job. You want to make sure that you think through this very thoroughly and understand the impact of if something happens in the what-if game. And that's what we're there for as financial planners and as a wealth management firm. You know, Our job is to walk you through these conversations and say, look, and understand, no one's perfect. You're all different. Y'all have different spending habits. Y'all have different debt. Let's take each individual and just peel the onion back and look at all the specific different components of your plan. Mm. And that includes debt, credit cards, mortgage, car payment. I mean, it includes everything. And then it includes savings. It includes your 401k. It includes investments. It includes pensions. It includes looking at your social security. Everything we look at is for the ultimate end game, and that is retirement and a healthy retirement. 
So you want to understand the whole concept of paying off debt and don't get too carried away with it. And understand, as Sean hit, pay off the correct debt. Right. The interest is huge. Go Mm -hmm. after those big interest rates first. Okay? Now, the emergency savings goal is great. Great concept. Great idea. I had it. Oh, gosh. Uh, I remember one year I had like six or $7,000 set aside. Aruba thanks you. Uh, because I never used the money. And I went, yeah, I'm going on vacation. I got money. There's the self-control thing that if you don't have it, you know, it's gone. And, and I did it. I admit it. Uh, that I, I got ahead. And it's like, okay, I got money. But uh, I really want to go someplace warm. And well, I'll, I'll repay myself. Yeah, that never works, you know? You know, some people will go and borrow against their 401k uh, plans to do things. Really? Yeah. That's not good, is it? No, we run into people who do it. First of all, you're borrowing the money, so you do avoid the 10% penalty tax pre-59 and a half. It doesn't show up as income at that point in time, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's some caveats to that. Uh, Let's say you quit your job. And you're, first of all, they're going to only allow you to stay in that 401k plan for a certain time period when you have a loan against it. And then, boom, Ooh. it's automatically switched over. And that all comes now. You have to declare whatever you borrowed as income. Ow. Mm-hmm. And that can be an ouch oh, real quick. Sure. Right. Okay. When you were not expecting especially it. If no. you yeah. lost, let's, especially if you lost your job. If you're transitioning for a new job with more money, maybe you can figure that out. If all of a sudden you're let go. And you've got an outstanding loan. Now you've mm. got no income, and you've got to repay a big loan or pay a huge uh, income tax. If it's my money in the 401k and I borrow it, why do I have to pay it back? That's the provisions of, of, of the 401k plan and, and the IRS rules. You, 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 oh, really? It's nice that you can borrow it, but you do have to pay it back. Okay. Um, and people say, but I'm paying myself back, and that's great. Well, maybe, but you're now getting mm. double tax on what you're paying back in, right? Yeah, you've got to pay interest oh, yeah. that you've paid taxes on. Now you're paying it into the 401k, and then when you retire and you take it out, you're going to pay taxes on that again. Yeah, and you're not, and you're not earning interest on that money. Correct. Ah, inside good. the 401k. Good point. And right. the other reason is not only does it come out as income, if you're pre-59 and a half, and you lose your job, and you have a loan against your 401k, you also pay Uncle Sam the 10% penalty. Right. So wow. there are a lot of spider webs connected to that whole borrowing against the 401k. I understand people sometimes have to do it because they're forced to, you know, maybe to keep their mortgage payments going, mm-hmm. to keep their house. I get it. But understand some of the other impacts that can you can have on that and understanding how that type of debt can affect you okay. looking down the road. Okay. Mr. Davis, I have a question. Yes, Peter. Okay. Um, I can borrow against a 401k. I don't have a 401k. I have an IRA. You're can I borrow? I can't borrow against the IRA. You're not allowed to borrow against the IRA. Okay. You can you can always take money out of an IRA, pre-59 and a half. Yeah. You will always be penalized 10%. Oh, mm. okay. Ouch. Okay. Anything that's labeled IRA money is yep. designed for after 59 and a half. It's the use of that money after you turn 59 and a okay. half. Yeah. And just to be clear, you're always going to pay taxes on it regardless of your age. It's the 10% penalty. But what if it's Roth money? Play. Roth, you can always take out the principal you've put in. Yep. If you take out any money you've made before 59 and a half. I got it. Or, five, or five years. Okay. You have to reach that five-year mark. The penalty, okay. The 10% penalty. So if I put $20,000 in a Roth, I've already paid taxes on that Roth IRA. I could take 
10000 because I put 20 in, and I've made $3,000 on that. If I touch the 3000 interest, I'm paying. Correct. Okay, got it. And I'll tell you, one of the other things you have to be very careful about is getting lured into the home equity loan. Yeah, because what people do is they will do a home equity and say, I'm going to use all that. I'm going to consolidate my debt. And what I'm going to do is pay off all my credit cards and all these unsecured loans. Okay. Well, once you take out a home equity line, now that equity line is now secured against your home, hence home equity loan. HELOC. HELOC. Yeah, okay. So you may be more organized, one payment versus many, but that mistake of clearing unsecured debt while increasing secured debt can have a big impact. So understand how these things, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying do it for the right reasons under the right circumstances. Just don't look at it based on, you know, making things more organized under one roof because there's some. But that's the sales point that they give. Well, I, I don't. They say, hey, just one bill a month and you can consolidate and it, uh, you can breathe a fresh a breath of fresh air. I mean, that, it sounds good. Yeah, but if you listen, if you start missing those payments. They're taking your house from you. They're taking your house from you. Right. Mm-hmm. You miss a credit card payment, they're going to come after you, lots of phone calls, and, and we'll send you to a collection agency, but they're not going to take your house or your car. Correct. So don't anything. be, I mean, right. be cautious when you're paying off debt what instruments you're using, what strategies you're using, and, and understand the impact behind, you know, the working of the strategy that you're using. Understand how it's going to affect you or the potential pitfalls that are there. Do you have clients call up and, and ask about home equity loans or about borrowing from your 401k? Do they ask you that kind of uh, stuff? Absolutely, all okay. the time. All the time. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, th- so th- my point is, so don't be afraid. That's what you guys are here for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Guess what? It might make sense for somebody under the right circumstances. It might not make sense for somebody else. Ask the questions, have the conversation. We'll figure out the right way you know, to structure these things, if, if appropriate at all. It's, these are conversations. It's, it's exploring what, what, the, what the opportunity is and what the repercussions might be of these decisions. And one of the things, Peter, that happens is people will come in and actually they'll ask, well, which one should I start paying off? And they'll have seven or eight credit cards. Again, always start with the highest one right. of interest and, and, and get rid of those first and be more aggressive after those ones and the ones that have less interest that you're being charged to pay those afterwards. So it takes homework and it takes understanding. And it's amazing how many people who have credit cards, I'm not sure if you ask them what their interest rate is on borrowed money, they know. Do you know on your credit cards what your interest rate is for uh, borrowed money? I don't know because I always pay it off every month. Okay, perfect. That's how. That's what we recommend. You that's know, the, the best idea, way to yeah. use a credit card. Use your credit card to get some airline miles or some hotel yeah. points yeah. and yeah. stuff. Use it judiciously and you know make sure you pay it off every month. And yeah. then you collect your points. Don't rack up debt on these Yeah, see, I've gone, but I've gone that way. I think everybody at one point in your life, all of a sudden you wake up one day and it's like, how did I get up to 3200 bucks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like, ow. Okay. At thirty two hundred bucks, thirty bucks a month ain't cutting it. Yeah. Okay. So now all of a sudden it's like, all right, if I start paying off three or four hundred a month, okay, I can turn it around quickly. But now I got to rob Peter. I hate this expression. Rob Peter to pay Paul, which is mm-hmm. true though. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll pay the credit card company, but now I got no money over here. Correct. It's like, and, oh. and, and and you know the use of credit cards to me, you don't use a credit card to go out and buy a jet ski or you know all these. 
getting back to financial literacy, the wants and the needs. Yeah. Don't use it for the wants. Use it for the needs if you need to. Right. Right? It just makes sense. And that's going back to you know, teaching people literacy about financial situations. And, you know, it seems like every Tom, Dick, and Harry sending me a credit card application every week. Yeah. And it seems to be, you know, it's a numbers game for them. They know that they're going to have X amount of people who are going to sign up and X amount of people who are going to pay their bills and some who aren't and some who can't. Yep. Um, they have it built into their equation. Uh, they've been doing it a long time. Well, look at one of the profit centers for banks. It's the people who overdraw their checking accounts. Yeah. That, that's yeah. a big profit center. And and that's not what they teach. They're not encouraging that. However, comma, we're making a lot of money on, hey, I've still got checks. I must have money. No, it doesn't work that way. Well, you know, a lot of people use their credit cards for, you know, car repairs, you know, stuff for you know the house that breaks down look at that's really you should be building that that savings account okay for the emergency day to you know take care of these types of things so that you're not paying these high interest rate credit cards off and and getting into hot water because sometimes you can't get out of it it's just you know people get so far and deep into it and with the interest rates that they're charging on them they can't get out from underneath you know the, the hole that they put themselves in. Sure so, can, because I hear ads all the time that, <laughs> hey, if you're $10,000 in debt, come see us. You're not going to pay any money. We're going to get the companies, we are get them on their knees, and you're only going to pay pennies on the dollar. It yeah, sounds so well, good. One of the things is that what they do is they actually, companies will use questionable practices when they do this, <laughs> uh, holding off your payments aside for several months. Well, I could do that. And then they're, what they're doing is they're putting you in, a, in a, such a position that the creditors are now willing to negotiate. What does that do? Well, if you stop paying anything, that's going to give you low credit scores, bad yeah. credit rating. There's a whole slew of things that comes. Be careful when someone says, you know, we'll help you with your debt relief. Okay? Be careful. Understand what the tactics and strategies that they may use. Look at I don't they'll, know. They'll actually hold your payments up for a few months. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. And then that way that the, the credit card companies, you know, they want something. They'll they'll negotiate. So if your minimum is a hundred dollars, they'll say okay, and you owe ten thousand, they'll say okay. Instead of a hundred, you pay us fifty or seventy-five, and we'll drop it down to instead of ten thousand, you only have to pay us seven thousand. They want something. Sure. Right, so right. so. You have to understand they're not wow. going to do it for nothing. Wow. wow. Okay. What about, and I'm, I'm drawing a block now, unfortunately, um, that housing where they'll, uh, you can borrow against your house and hang on to it till you die. Oh, reverse, reverse mortgage. mortgage. Thank you. Thank you. Um, some people say, well, you know, this is a great deal. Uh, the house is worth two hundred thousand dollars, so I'll buy a hundred thousand. I don't have to pay it back. I don't have to pay it back until you know I pass, and then they're gonna. It's to me, this is one of those. It sounds too good to be true deals. Well, I I, I know people who've used those reverse mortgages. I've always told people that if you're going to a reverse mortgage, it's Plan B. Something's yes. gone wrong. Really? Yeah, your back's against okay. the wall. Okay. You know, and there's something wrong. Uh, they're extremely expensive to do. Number one. 
Number they two, are? Oh, how are they expensive? Oh, all the fees and all the interest that they tie into the thing. It's oh, really? Crazy. Okay. Okay. They're yeah, so, so. For instance, if your home is worth two hundred thousand, yeah. you do the reverse. They're gonna. You may get in benefit a hundred and twenty-five, a hundred and fifty. Okay. Right. So that if it's one hundred fifty, that implied cost you is fifty thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's and, and the way they do that calculation is based on your age and what value you have in your house. How much equity is in the house? And then it's a calculation of what's the percentage I can borrow against my house. The older you are, the more they let you borrow against the equity. Oh, sure. Of, yeah, because sure. They, they see the writing on the wall that you have less time and they're going to get their money back plus the house. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, it's, is, is that how that works? Money back plus the house? Yeah. The so, house, so, you, you're giving up ownership of the house. You're reverse mortgaging it back to the Oh, okay. Yeah. So my kids can't pay off that debt and still keep. Oh, the house? they can. Nope, they can. Okay. If they want to pay it off, yeah. they can. Okay. They. C- I'll tell you, if you're ever going for a reverse mortgage, they, a good reverse mortgage company, will actually sit you down, and it is an extensive educational process. They're not allowed to give you. Be cautious if you're looking at reverse mortgages. If they make it seem real simple and easy then it's not a reputable reverse mortgage. Really? Yeah, the good ones are going to make you understand what you're doing because there's a lot involved and you're giving up a lot. Right. Okay? And the, right and the good ones will tell you beforehand what you're getting into. All, all the yeah. different ramifications, if this happens, if that mm-hmm. happens, you know, what the fees are, what it's going to cost you. Yeah, there's a yeah. lot. Look, yeah. at, if you're a single woman and, and you're, you know, 80 years old and you're running out of money and you're having health issues and mm-hmm. i mean you know and you don't have any family members and your house is paid off and you don't want to move you want to die there maybe that's a reverse yeah. mortgage i mean mm-hmm. there are situations where they work I mean, look at i've always said this there's no perfect financial strategy out there okay there's some that are worse than others in my opinion right. uh but whatever you do research research educate educate and make actually decisions that are based on education of what that strategy is and making sure you understand what the impacts are. Wow. I find it interesting that you said, both of you said, if you go to reverse mortgage, that's plan B. Something went wrong. That's how I look it's, at it. It's the last resort. Wow. It should be last resort. It's mm-hmm. the last resort. Wow. Um, very quickly before we uh, wind up today, you've talked about emergency savings goals. And I think you said... Um, uh, how many months? Six months? Six, six months of so. living expenses? Yeah. yeah. Um, is there such a thing as putting too much money in your savings account? Well, there can be. And, and, that, and it, when, when we talk about putting too much money in, there's just an opportunity cost, right? Because you put money into a savings account, you make nothing on it. The banks right, are paying right. you nothing. Mm-hmm. So if you have an overabundance of money in there, you're just missing out on, on higher potential okay. yield or interest somewhere else. Uh, uh, so maybe uh, you do a balance between fully liquid and your – bank savings account, and maybe you move some of it to another place that's maybe a little less liquid, meaning you don't have access to it um, uh, immediately, Okay, uh, but maybe you can make a little bit more money there. And and Peter, I'll tell you, if you go on our website, daviswealthmgmt.com, on our website, it's a wealth of information. All the topics that we discuss week in and week out, we have articles that they can go and research and look at. There are places to sign up for educational workshops that we have coming up. It's a very resourceful place. If you want to just make a 15-minute call, yep. you can go right on the front page, hit a button, and actually book a 15-minute call with either Sean or I and have a discussion about whatever you want to talk about when it comes to you know a healthy retirement. We, we want to make it easy. And we want to educate you. Uh, we also have a copy of the book, Income Allocation, which we always like to give out. 
And if anybody's interested, all you have to do is text INCOME603, so you text the word INCOME603, to 555-888. Again, text the word INCOME603 to 555-888. And we'll send you off a free copy of the Income Allocation Book, which is a great read and a great educational piece. How do you text? Um, you, okay, never that's, mind. No, no. That's a whole other. No, that's no. another half hour. Do, 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 you have kids? Huh? You have kids? No. Yes, you do. Well, I yeah, they're grown. Yeah, they'll teach you. Oh, okay, okay. Fine. That that keeps that keeps the parent kid uh, whole thing keep you know meshing with them and you know. So I shouldn't be writing them letters with stamps and sending them. Uh, that... And not in cursive because they probably can't read. Oh it. yeah, well that's probably true too. Yeah, that's wow. True. That shoots another week <laughs> of uh, your healthy retirement. Davis Wealth Management, davis.wealthmgmt.com. Uh, Sean Toll, Steve Davis. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Different subject. So come on back. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 